1: I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward, inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT and T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT and T Fiber. Live like a gazillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com/hypergig for details. Hello, from Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. In case you're just tuning in, here's the deal. Every weekday for a year, we're telling the stories of women from throughout history, who you may or may not know about, but definitely should. Each month is themed, and this month we're talking about STEMinists, women who excelled in science, technology, engineering, and or mathematics. Today we're talking about a woman whose work earned extraordinary acclaim. Her scientific breakthroughs affected research and medicine in ways that continue to impact us to this day. Let's talk about Nobel Prize winner Gertie Corey. Gertie Theresa Radnitz was born into a Jewish family in Prague in 1896. Her father was a chemist who invented a new way to refine sugar and her mother was friends with renowned artists and novelists like Franz Kafka. Gertie was influenced by her parents' experience and received tutoring at home from a young age. By 16, she knew she wanted to be a doctor. She was extremely determined. When Gertie learned that she didn't have the prerequisites for medical school, she crammed all the necessary studying into only a year. It was the equivalent of eight years of Latin five years of science and five years of math. In 1914, when Gertie was 18 years old, she was admitted to the Carl's Ferdinand's Universitat in Prague. Few women had ever been accepted to the school. At university, Gertie met Carl Cory, her future husband. The pair clicked over a shared sense of humor and a love of mountain climbing. They graduated together in 1920 and got married that same year. Gertie converted to Catholicism so that the couple could marry in a Catholic church. They then moved to Vienna, Austria, where Gertie worked in the pediatrics unit of a children's hospital and published papers on blood disorders. She also conducted various experiments on temperature regulation. Life after World War I was difficult for the quarries. Karl had been drafted in the war, and Gertie suffered from nutritional deficiencies due to food shortages. Those challenges, in addition to rising anti-Semitism in Europe, led to Gertie and Carl's decision to get out. The two immigrated to the United States in 1922 to conduct research in New York. They worked at the State Institute for the Study of Malignant Diseases in Buffalo, New York, and became U.S. citizens in 1928. Gertie and Carl worked together. They studied how the human body metabolizes glucose, and how that process is affected by hormones. So they isolated some of the key enzymes involved in how you use glucose and worked out the systems in which they operate. That forms the basic training we give second year. As a matter of fact, kids learn in high school that stuff. They published 50 papers together, and Gertie published 11 papers solo. In 1929, the Corys developed a theory explaining how the human body breaks down carbohydrates. They called this cycle the Quarry Cycle. After publishing that major theory, Gertie and Carl left the Institute in 1931 and sought work at a university. Carl received many job offers, but Gertie was repeatedly refused. Throughout the Quarry's careers, they'd been discouraged from working together as spouses. The Institute begrudgingly allowed it, but others refused. Nevertheless, Carl and Gertie were insistent. Carl even refused a position at the University of Buffalo because administrators wouldn't let them work together. Eventually, Washington University offered both Gertie and Carl positions and they moved to St. Louis, Missouri. Despite Gertie's extensive experience, she was offered a research associate position. She earned one-tenth of her husband's salary. It took 13 years for Gertie to get the same rank as her husband, First, she became an associate professor, and then a full-fledged professor. In that time, Gertie and Carl were quite productive. At Washington University, they discovered a compound in frog muscles that breaks down glycogen, now called the ester. Gertie also identified four forms of glycogen storage disease. Around 1947, the Coris learned that Gertie was sick with a fatal disease of the bone marrow. Early in her career in the U.S., Gertie spent time researching with x-rays, which may have contributed to her illness. Still, Gertie continued her work for about a decade, and soon she would receive significant recognition. In 1947, Gertie and Carl won the Nobel Prize in Physiology for their work on the Cori cycle. They shared the honor with Argentinian physiologist Bernardo Hussey for his work on the topic. And I can remember this. They got a phone call, and um, it was early in the morning, probably at 7 o'clock. And obviously, whatever had happened had excited them greatly, and they were in high spirits. Gertie was the first woman to win a Nobel Prize in this category, and only the third woman to receive a Nobel Prize in any scientific field. Gertie and Carl continued to study the processes of metabolism. Their research later contributed to treatment for diabetes. In 1953, Gertie was elected a Fellow of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences. After a 10-year struggle with her illness, Gertie passed away in her home in 1957. She continued her research until just a few months before her death. Gertie Corey pushed through obstacle after obstacle for her work—war, prejudiced institutions, and even illness. She succeeded, and even now lives on in her many contributions to medicine— Join us tomorrow for the story of another world-changing STEMinist. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. This week of Encyclopedia Womanica is sponsored by General Assembly. General Assembly has impacted over 100,000 careers through training in today's most in-demand skills. These days, leveraging technology is vital for any company's success. General Assembly is arming individuals and teams today with the skills they need to be the Steminists of tomorrow. Check them out at ga.co.
0: With Conair Girl Bomb. Available at ConairGirlBomb.com or a retailer near you.
2: Hey girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the Global Number One Podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season 2 of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
1: Jean. Jean Fodor. Jean, was booted.
0: But be careful because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Jean. Freeze Americano.
2: Huh? Oh! Jean, run.